0: Okay, so today's scripture portion is taken from Acts chapter 27, verse 13 to 27. Now when the south wind blew gently, supposing that they had obtained their purpose, they weighed anchor and sailed along Crete, close to the shore. But soon a tempest wind called the northeaster struck down from the land. And when the ship was caught and could not face the wind, we gave way to it and were driven along. Running under the lee of a small island called Cauda, we managed with difficulty to secure the ship's boat. After hoisting, hoisting it up, they used supports to undergird the ship. Then fearing that they would run aground on the Syrtis, they loaded the gear and thus they were driven along. Since we were violently storm-tossed, they began the next day to jettison the cargo. And on the third day, they threw the ship's tackle overboard with their own hands. When neither sun nor stars appeared for many days, and no small tempest lay on us, all hope of our being saved was at last abandoned. Since they had been without food for a long time, Paul stood up among them and said, men, you should have listened to me and not have set sail from Crete and incurred this injury and loss. Yet now I urge you to take heart, for there will be no loss of life among you, but only of the ship. For this very night, there stood before me an angel of the God to whom I belong and whom I worship. This is God's word. Thank you, Sister Christina for reading out the God's word for all of us. So now we'll go to the time of learning. We'll have the spiritual nourishment. So I request, I welcome our dear pastor, Michael Sundar Singh to break the word of God and uh, give us the uh, spiritual need for this week. Pastor Michael Sundar Singh.
1: Shall we look to God in prayer? Dear Heavenly Father, your children, we are bought by the precious blood of Jesus. Gather today and worship you. Thank you for the way that though we are locked up in our respective rooms, drawing rooms, or even our sitting rooms, or even bedrooms, but Lord, through all these measures of technology, we are able to see and worship together as a body of Christ Jesus. We thank you, Lord, for this provision. Thank you, Lord, for South Delhi congregation of DBF who are put together to lift the name of Jesus together And also equip each other with your holy word and through prayer and fellowship so that your Lord, we as a witness upon this earth on this city, will be able to proclaim our Lord Savior Jesus. Now, Lord, thank you for the Bible portion read to us. And Lord, do minister to us through your Holy Spirit. We the humble children, Lord, are submitting to you for your Holy Spirit to steer our hearts make his sweet sounding voice heard in your ears and respond in our hearts so that, oh Lord, we be the people, the doers of your holy word. Bless this time of the meditation of your word. In Christ's name we pray, amen and amen. Dear brothers and sisters, praise the Lord. What a wonderful day today. Thanks be to God for the way we are secured and safe in this earthly journey. Well, if I ask all of you to pen down all your disappointments, and I'm sure you will laugh at me, Brother Michael, our pages are not enough, our pens are not enough. We live with so much of disappointment surrounding us. Let me put the other way now. If you hear a word appointment, uh, what a soothing word, isn't it, for people who anticipate an appointment to join a college, appointment letter to undertake a job, or a, how do I say, a contract, or appointment to meet some in, uh, uh, important people. We are filled with excitement and exuberance. Well. We, in this way, only look for positive things. But unfortunately, unfortunately, we are surrounded by so much of disappointments. I'm sure in the last more than six months, many of us, rather all of us, went through a time of disappointments. Therefore, we thought as a body of Christ to address this issue of disappointments. And in the middle of disappointments, how we stand on the hope, the hope that is given by Christ Jesus Himself. And so, we could sing a song, you know, which is uh, our Sunday school song. The chorus goes like this With Christ in the vessel, I can smile at the storm. All right? Many of the Sunday school children of my age group also, my, my time also, will recall this song. We do with a lot of action, we miss the words and keep singing with action. With Christ in the vessel, we can smile at a storm. But he said, always true. Sometimes. Well, as we read from this portion, the stormy shipwreck or stormy weather, the wrecking of ship, breaking of a ship is you know something very serious. It won't make you laugh, rather cry. This way, if you look at more on the disappointment, I'm sure we all will become desperate. If I start writing a book on expectation fulfil, success, people will buy my books. If I write, write, penning down all the disappointments in life, I don't think my book will be sold. It has to do with failure. The disappointments are more to do with some of our unfulfilled expectations and then hope, all crashed, okay, then we thought of, you know, when we hoped for something to happen and those results did not turn up. So the point of disappointment will always disillusion us, put us in desperate and frantic and worried situation. In this kind of situation arising right now, many of us went through Cancellation of tickets, cancellation of trips, cancellation of all of our get-together. I'm sure many of you are disappointed, unable to come to a physical gathering of our church. Very true. Well, from here, I want to proceed further. Taking our life of hope compared to a voyage. If I want to highlight to all of you, and you all would know as the people of God, Our life is many a times compared to a voyage, journey, and travel on a road to a traveler, to a pilgrim. This metaphors, figurative expressions are so much, and we read in Psalms, we read in uh, poetries, we read in prose, or we read in pilgrim's progress. I'm sure you all will get excited if you watch the movie called Pilgrim's Progress. And uh, I can ask the uh, English professor, Dr. Vio, to talk about the very uh, uh, the literature aspects of Pilgrim's Progress. That is one of the greatest literature in English came up written by uh, John Bunyan, not by our John Bunyan, but the great uh, uh, man of literature, John Bunyan. This is a uh, Christian allegory. Comparing a Christian's life on this earth, and uh, given all the quotations of Bible references, you can call it as a theological fiction or a novel, and in which, through which, if you see, our, our journey on this earth is compared to a voyage, which is commonly we all accept. But in this middle of such a, uh, such a voyage, I'm going to take you to the topic of hope. To cope with disappointment. Hope to cope with disappointment. I'm going to address this issue through the very life of Paul, the greatest saint that we have. If you call him and ask him about the number of disappointments, he will go on writing that we see from his very writings. And uh, even at one point of time, I like to uh, just refer the verse in Second Timothy chapter 4, towards the fag end of life, he is penning down. At my first defense, 2 Timothy four sixteen at my first defense, no one came to my support, disappointment, but everyone deserted me. May it not be held against them, but the Lord stood at my side and gave me strength so that Through me, the message might be fully proclaimed and all the Gentiles might hear it. And I was delivered from the lion's mouth. The Lord will rescue me from every evil attack and will bring me safely to his heavenly kingdom. To him be glory forever and ever. Amen. So I'm going to take his life's story narrated in chapter 27 of Acts. The whole chapter, whether up to 25 verse 5, the shipwreck of uh, Paul, St. Paul is mentioned. Although he was sent as a prisoner along with other prisoners and under the captivity of a particular centurion, you will read about him in chapter 27 the beginning. His name is called Julius and there, if you even go further, you will try to grasp that they were mentioned as we. The we could be the writer of the book called Luke. Dr. Luke was traveling with uh, uh, Saint Paul and then another companion Aristarchus. Aristarchus, a Macedonian who sailed with him. So except for these three people, the people of God pressured all prisoners. There are 276 people, passengers in this very uh, journey well let me take you to the first point storms of disappointments are inevitable for a child of God I'm sure all of you will agree why because Christ himself said in John 16 "The in this world there is a lot of tribulation well there are plenty of examples in Bible refer to the life of Job or even David or even any other great men of God the amount of inevitable disappointments are so huge in their life. So, looking at through the life of Paul, we realize in this voyage of our hope, of course, confronting the uh, uh, storms, we are coming to the inevitable storms this real saint of God faith. Time of sailing was risky. The time or the duration or the particular period they were undertaking got very risky. Well, for us in the world, all the time is risky time. There is no secure time. Even if you think of India, we are in insecure times. So the time of sailing got very risky. That is very true to all of us. Well, in this world of all these difficulties to reach, We face storms, cyclones, hurricanes, tempests, and uh, even if you are sailing on the sea, we are all bound to understand the enemies, the pirates are there, sea creatures are there, whales, sharks, and the river, the sea, the water itself is so dangerous. You know, if you don't know how to swim in a deep sea in the middle of storm, there is going to be, you know, huge risk, risk for all of us. The time of sailing was risky for very Paul, so it wasn't a very appointed time. So it was disappointing for everyone who were sailing. And if you look at the uh, uh, the description Paul is giving, he said three times I was shipwrecked. So pray to this particular last shipwreck that in which he is sailing towards the final destination to be, in fact, uh, present and to be executed, if you have to understand his background. He is saying three times he was in the shipwreck and uh, he was experienced man in the times of shipwrecking or the risky times. And Paul was facing all these ordeals so boldly. So the racing waves and the swelling water and the storms and the wind are... Definitely against them. And let us look at the people. Paul was surrounded by insecure people or rather risky people. They were not going to really secure your life. Except for Julian, the centurion, who was very pious towards him. He was not a believer. There's nowhere it mentioned, you know, he accepted Christ or anything. But he was courteous. Except for other two colleagues or co-passengers we assume Luke and the other Macedonian, yes, all people were a very risky kind of people. So it was an insecure surrounding. If you read from, you know, the chapter 27, verse 10 following, you know, men, I can see that our voyage is going to be disastrous, bring great loss. When Paul was trying to express, all of them let down Paul and uh, put him down and wouldn't take his experience. In this way, the people around are not going to be cordial. They are all the time hostile. They are all the time disappointing you. They will not take even your good intentional uh, intentions or your good warnings, your advice, your counsel, are uh, ridiculed at times, are let down, are rejected. But remember, in all these situations, Paul was ready to travel with them. He, you don't see him complaining. He, he only says how oh, God was with him. Okay, let us think of the route. The sea route definitely won't be a very good route. If I have to put it, if at all you have to travel to America or to England or to any particular next destination, if you are by chance traveling from Mumbai to Kochi, I don't think you will prefer the sea route. It is a risky route. And but to add to that, in those days, when there were not flights or helicopters or air travel, these passengers were put on a risky sea route. In that, again, you see insecurity, or troubles, or the rough sea. You see, in verse 20, they were hunted by darkness. When verse 20, when neither sun nor stars appeared for many days, and the storm continued raging, my goodness, what a terrible description. Have you ever lived in a time like that or route like that? Well, when well we are going, when uh, well we are in the darkness, the light goes off. Assume you are in a train. Suddenly there is a power failure or the short circuit, the fans went off or uh, lights went off. You are all in a panicky mode. The route probably was so dark. It was risky and add to that it is said, okay, those days the ships were not propelled by any great uh, you know, motors or turbines that we have today. They were all run by wind force. And during that particular time, there is a hurricane called Northeaster. Northeaster, if I have to talk about hurricanes in India, you will remember Amphan, Fani, Ayla, Bilbil, Vayu. Vayu hit Kerala. Well, here, this northeast in the original word it is called Euroclidon. Euroclidon. Means violent agitation came. A particular hurricane, a tempest came. Shaken everybody. Put them in a, a risky sailing route. These are bound to come there. These are Paul well predicted. This is not a right uh, time because this route is going to be risky, one, But yet, these people took the inevitable key of disappointment, they were sailing. But we know the means of surviving during the storm also a risky on a sea. Haven't I mean, you got that? They would go for a water grave. <laughs> water grave. I think many have faced such a water grave. There was a Uh, aircraft took off from Malaysia to China, till they they were not found. There were a number of such aircraft took off and went right into the sea. They had a graveyard of water. Well, means of survival during such a storm is also risky. In this way, inevitability of disappointments are going to surround us. But then as we move to the second point, Hoping on human calculation, we all have very thoughtful, diligent, calculated measures to overcome the disappointments, right? For example, you are journeying from Delhi to any of your home destination because most of us are outsiders, right? And so even within Delhi, to reach for me at a time, you know, from my home to reach my airport or my railway station or to the bus station, I need to calculate so that I can be before time. That is the human nature we all have. If you look at these sailors and the mariners and all those who are managers in the ship, they get their own invented methodology, means to measure the depth and the measure of the wind and how to secure their ship. And in all this human calculation, they were facing disappointment. Why? They were missing out somebody. or They were missing out hope. The hope was absent. They had other scopes of tying the ship, lowering the lifeboat, or tying up with all the methodology to direct the winds and to keep the sail going. We many a times think the ship will hold us all together. This can secure our life. Human nature is naturally to secure ourselves. We are self-defensive, am I right? All of us are self-defensive to so much of extent. If somebody try to raise a hand against you, your defense system works so well to defend yourself, to protect yourself. That's human nature. But human nature, let us understand, is also the other way around. They want to be independent of God. If you go back to the Garden of Eden, man, Adam and Eve wanted to become independent of God. They wanted to become like God. So they wanted to secure themselves. Here, the Mariners, you see, they were running into more of disaster, disillusionment, destroyed journey by disappointing themselves, thinking they were... They can tie up everything. Just I want to read the verse 11. 11 if I read for you. But the centurion, instead of listening to what Paul said, followed the advice of the pilot and of the owner of the ship. Since the harbor was unsuitable to winter, in the majority divided that we should sail on hoping to reach Phoenix and winter there. This was a harbor in Crete, facing both southwest and northwest. And verse 17, verse 17 says, when the men had hoisted it aboard, they passed ropes under the ship itself to hold it together, fearing that they would run aground. Man, it is something very, uh, uh, very interesting. They were taking the ropes under the ship. Probably they were not such a huge hull, so they could tie up the ship. Have you ever tried tying up the ship in the deep ocean, in the water? That is how they were trying to secure. That is how the human calculation, and all of them agree let us go, let us set our journey, let us be careful, let us be wise, let us secure our ship. So, this human tendency to despise godly counsel or guidance can always happen to people. God is giving the ways and means to secure our life. In this middle of pandemic, people all think they can run to medical facilities, medical treatment and technology, identify a vaccine to eliminate or mitigate this virus. They are still fighting. But the advice or the wisdom of God is for calling us all to repent and listen to the counsel and guidance of God. Here, the human calculations were failing. Why? Because the man of God, Paul, who was there to give them guidance they despised. They rejected his uh, very uh, uh, warnings. So here we see the human hard work. They are working extra hard world all the 276 people put into task. they are securing how do we secure all our life and uh, our very own living we all know we try to invest money we try to procure number of things for our livelihood and we all do understand that how our bank balance our real estate and property purchase of medical facilities or putting into insurance, we can be somewhat safe and secure. Even when we have medical insurance, I can go to the any big hospital and get myself treated. Or there are various methodologies to secure ourselves in this world of living. This human hard work actually. Why? Because we are earning our money, we are putting it in the bank, and we are safeguarding our own lives, our families, our surroundings, our home. This I would say, anchoring or setting our lifeboats ready, so that we will not be tossed. But in this world of, you know, of being very precautious of so many things, we think we can escape ourselves. Psalm 127 would always remind us: unless the Lord saves, Lord protects, Lord secures, the God's efforts will fail. Unless the God builds a house the builder's efforts will fail. So, human calculation can make into disappointments as long as if God is not there. And so, the last point I like to take you is hoping on God to secure everything. Hope on God compass to cope the disappointment. Hope on God is a scope to cope the disappointments. Here I like to bring the great illustration of this man of God, Paul. How did he have his hope built on Lord Jesus? He, as a servant of God, with the writer of this uh, book, Acts, Luke and his friend traveling with him are seen a people of hope. The other person is Aristarchus. Aristarchus found in verse Uh, Chapter 27, verse 2. These are the companions of Paul. And when Paul is moving around, he very clearly said he gave a warning as a servant of God because he has experienced twice before this crash or wreck, shipwreck, he had experienced. So he's giving some clues. And centurions all took the counsel of pilots. Well, the mariners are more equipped with the knowledge of sea route or seasons or typhoons or hurricanes so centurion as a leader who's uh, you know taking the captives will listen to them but they fail to see somebody the god working through paul well julius was very kind to paul set him lot of free, given him a lot of freedom set him even free to go around do something but could not take his word the darkness was hovering there and he is able to dispel the darkness. How is he doing? Verse 21 following. After the men, uh, chapter 27, Acts 27, verse 21 following. After the men had gone a long time without food, Paul stood up before them and said, Men, you should have taken my advice not to sail from Crete. Then you would have spared yourself this damage and loss. But now I urge you to keep up your courage because not one of you will be lost. Only the ship will be destroyed. Last night an angel of God, whose I am and whom I serve, stood beside me and said, do not be afraid, Paul. You must stand trial before Caesar and God has graciously given you the lights of all who sail with you, so keep up your courage. Man, I have faith in God and it will happen just as he told me. Wow, what a courage with which he was speaking. The hope on God was dispelling the darkest darkness. God gave him the hope, God gave him the hope to cope up with his people. The rebellious people, the disappointers, those who rejected his counsel at the beginning, now he is bringing in light. What a light. I will also remind you at this time, how Jesus calmed the storm. Dear brothers and sisters, you are are going to ask, why couldn't Paul stop the storm, save the ship, because he was there. The Lord Angel, I don't know whether it was Michael or Gabriel, One of these two whose names are mentioned, definitely not me. Okay, one of the angels stood behind beside Paul and giving him courage, raising up his hope. In the boat when disciples were traveling, Jesus was fast asleep, resting and he stood up and calmed the storm. Whereas here, in the case of Paul, the inevitable disappointing storms are there. He is standing up with the courage to bring in courage, bring in hope in the middle of hopelessness. He is bringing hope in the middle of disappointment. He is giving an appointment. We will reach. All two seven six people will reach. That is found in chapter twenty seven verse thirty seven. The attendance was taken. The flight passengers, sorry, the ship passengers were counted and they all will be saved. What a hope is bringing. So, how much hope I have, hoping on God, they were able to compass or guide or bring scope in the middle of disappointment. And so, God gave him the courage to cope up. God was with him. When God is with us, we can surely smile at the storm. That is what I like to say. We may cry by the crash, shipwreck, the voyage being very horrible, tossed and thrown in the sea, but we can smile. That's what Paul is saying. You guys stand up, let us have food. For 14 days, verse 27, 27, 27, on the 14th night, we were still being driven across the Atriatic Sea when uh, about midnight the sailor sends they were approaching the land. For 14 days, when people have not even eaten food, he's bringing the food and breaking the bread, making everyone to eat, verse 31. Then Paul said to the centurion and the soldiers, unless these men stay with ship, you cannot be saved. So the soldiers cut the ropes that held the lifeboat and let it fall away. The lifeboats were about to be dropped down and the sailors were trying to escape. Finally, when the man of God gave with the courage uh, uh, advice to the centurion, he is listening. And he eyes them all 33. Just before dawn, Paul eyes them all to eat. For the last 14 days, he said, you have been constant suspense and have gone without food. What a hope this man of God could bring. God of hope comes to us to strengthen us. Our hope is built on nothing less, but on the solid rock, on the cross, on the Lord, Savior, Jesus Christ. Our hope on God is a providence of God to others. Wow. If you look at the verse 37, altogether there were 176 on the board, when they had eaten as much as they wanted, They lightened the ship by throwing the grain into the sea. Everything in the ship got lost, but this man of God is securing the lives of all the people. The The hopeful man brought hope to all the hopeless. This appointed man removed all the disappointments to reach the shore. If we trust in the Lord, we are going to reach the shore. What do we apply here? God will change our course of voyage, of disappointment, provided we sail in his purpose. So uh, the Paul, the saint, was sailing in the purpose. He was determined to testify to Caesar and in Rome. And on the way, brothers and sisters, we don't know how many converted, how many accepted Christ, how many times all the sailors have you know, received Jesus Christ. That may not be the count here. But there was a purpose for Paul to reach the destination. That destination was assured by God. In the middle of this disappointment, am I in the purpose of God? The providence of God. In the providence of God, if I'm there, things will happen. Our hopes ultimately find blessings in Christ Jesus and His redemptive plan, brothers and sisters. I urge you. Our voyage on this earth is short way. It will end soon one day either by coronavirus or by our natural death. But let us not be the world wise, world widely wise. We let us not become uh, bold by the uh, practices of other people but let us deepen on this word and become bold. Let us be hopeful of making our church a lighthouse. A lighthouse how how we can the, remove the disappointment the hope upon jesus the hopeful people like you and me living a life that displaying god's uh, the greatest ultimate purpose of life we can as an individual and as a church we can bring the hope for people who will, who are living in this disappointment god has fashioned us to have this mechanism of openness And also remember this gracious gift of God he has given to us as salvation, redeemed from the hold uh, uh, the of sin and the punishment penalty of sin and the power of sin will also set us on a voyage to reach the other shore. What a gracious God we serve. Dear children of God, let us forget the disappointment that are surrounding us, the devastation, dissolutionment that we all go through, they are going to be there. But there is a scope. There is a compass. We have Christ and his Holy Word. Unbothered about all these things, let us look to God and keep sailing. And let us bring in hope in the middle of all the people. May God make us as a people of hope to cope up with the disappointments. Let us not be distraught like the other people. We are holding on to the Strong God, Almighty God, in the middle of shipwreck. He is coming and standing beside you. Last week we saw the distraught people calling. Where are you, God? You are too far off. And the very psalmist is realized in 145. God, you are near unto them. Those who call on you, those who seek you. Yes, God is not too far. God is in your proximity. In your, uh, beside you, he will never leave you, not forsake you. Hallelujah! So depend on God, not on your security, not on your wisdom. We also know from Romans 8:28, all things happen for the good of them who believe in the Lord, who has placed and who love the Lord. Trust in the Lord with all your heart, not on your own understanding. This way, Lord is going to stand beside us and uh, deliver us. Shall we look to God in prayer? Shall we pause for this few moments and search ourselves? Are we focused on disappointment, shipwrecks, and uh, drawn further away from the destination or you are feeling that you are caught up in the middle of storm waves? Sure, God is going to bring us away. The way will be in God's providence. You cannot determine the moment you have unnecessary expectation or selfish motives. They will be all finally ending up as disappointments. Expect great things from God. For what? For God's kingdom. God said I am with you till the end of the ages to fulfill his great commission. Dear Heavenly Father, we have hope. We have the God of hope who will never leave our hands nor forsake us. He holds our hands standing beside us. I am with you. cope with all the disturbance, all the disillusionment, all the disappointment. You will lead me through, O God. Father, to this end we commit us all in your and be the church. STC will raise like a, a lighthouse and radiating the light of hope to dispel the disappointments to bring an appointment with God, to meet our Lord Savior Jesus in glory. There is no better appointment than that, O Lord. Father God, you have promised there is peace, there is uh, eternal home. That will not be disappointed. When I know my appointment with you in heaven is sure, my eye shall be, Lord, uh, drawn astray, cut astray. I will believe in you, I will take your promises and walk beside your Master, and you will hold me until the end, until we see you face to face. To this end, we commit us in your hand. In Christ's name we pray.